Blog Talk Radio. Class is in. It's time for Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp. Sit back, relax, learn, and listen. Pick up the phone and get involved in the conversation. 858-357-9137. Listen and learn who you are. Learn the true history of how society was physically built. Learn the history of who you really are. Learn the history of your people. It's Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on YAT Radio, leaving a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence through history. Being brought to you by the United Theological Seminary and Bible College in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Thank you. It's now time for the show. Good evening. Uh, good evening to each and every one, and God bless you. I pray that you all are safe. Uh, tonight, uh, we're going to start. We'll start with uh, something that occurred with me uh, just over the weekend after visiting the hospital to uh, check on a friend of mine. So I uh, passed uh, by LSU, and I, I, I saw these guys in purple and, and had like this gold trim, and it says, uh, black Hebrew Israelites. And so I stopped because I wanted to hear what they were talking about and the pamphlets they were passing out because I did some study, some pretty much in-depth study concerning the uh, Hebrews being black and uh, uh, Israelites being black. And then I found out it was true. So I wanted to find out what they were talking about and uh, many of the scriptures that they gave, uh, well, pretty much already knew what they were. But uh, uh, nevertheless, I stopped just to hear, because if anything that's, that's informative, I'm a person that I really, really would like to learn, and especially when it's dealing with the Bible. I'm a very analyt- inquisitive and an analytical person. I'm inquisitive because I, w- I want to know. I want. I, I don't mind. Re- I, I really don't mind researching. I'm analytical. I am analytical because I want to know what it means. Once I find that information, I have to analyze it and find out: oh, uh, is it uh, relevant to myself or uh, to society today? And they were talking, and they were talking about different scriptures that were prophetic. Uh, they went back to Deuteronomy, and this is after the uh, slaves were free from Egypt. But in Deuteronomy uh, 28 and 15, now the people away from uh, they're away from Egypt, and they're headed for the Promised Land, and they're very, very disobedient. So. Moses writes in Deuteronomy 28 and 15, but it shall come to pass if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe to do all this commandments and this statute which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake. We will also be forced to work for food water, clothing, and anything else we may need. Chains of iron will be put upon our necks until we destroy 
as a people. Now, we understand that if you see uh, any stir pertaining to slavery about the iron yokes around our necks and being sold into bondage. Now, again, I want to say this is after the children of Israel had came out of uh, bondage in Egypt. This is Deuteronomy. They're in the promised land. And God is telling them that if they don't listen to him or hearken to him, that he would allow them to go back in slavery. Now, in Deuteronomy 28 and 48, it also goes even further. It says, Therefore shall thou serve thy enemy, which the Lord shall stand against thee in hunger and thirst and in nakedness and and in went when want of all things, and he shall put a yoke of iron upon thy neck until you have destroyed thee. Well, when they were talking about destroying, it talks about all of uh, break you spiritually and physically and mentally uh, would break someone. And, and see, the yoke of iron were removed from our necks once we were mentally and spiritually destroyed other people. Our language was lost. And this is true. Uh, these scriptures can print to uh, African-Americans and uh, some say that we're not the true Israelites, uh, we're not uh, Jews. And, and so as I listened to these things that they had on their pamphlet, I already knew the verses of Scripture because in 1994 when I got, when I, you know, I, I was studying and writing my uh, thesis for my master's, I, I, I wrote, uh, my thesis was uh, like 98 pages and it was, uh, talking about blacks in the Bible, and it, it talks about, I also show where blacks were, the Hebrews. Now, now, so I knew a lot about the things that they were talking about, and I told them when I saw their pamphlet that I was uh, very, very interested in listening at what they had to say, not in their religious or theological belief, but to hear what they had to say. They also write in Second King 8 and 46, If thou sin against God, for there is no man that sin not, and thou be angry with them, and deliver them into the enemy, so that they carry them away captive unto the lands of the enemy afar. Now, we are the ones that, uh, the Israelites that, that was in Egypt, they walked in the Egypt, with Jacob's children and Jacob, the 12 tribe, they walked there. No one went to Egypt by ship. Now, Deuteronomy, now, when you get the down around, they're talking about Deuteronomy 28 and 68, it, it tells you about it. It says, and the Lord shall bring thee unto Egypt and bondage or slavery. And then they say that you would go in there by ship. Notice what they say, that we will go into Egypt by a ship. The only person in the word of Egypt means place of bondage. They had been taken away from that place, the other Egypt. Now they're going back into bondage again. Some call Egypt the place of bondage, and that they would not see their home again. Now, if you look up the Zondervan Bible Dictionary and you want to find out exactly who uh, 
the Hebrews are, you know, the Hebrews are those are, are the God chosen people are the Hebrews. Now, if you want to know, you go to Zondervan Bible Dictionary and look up the definition of ham, H-A-M, and it'll tell you that ham is the youngest son of Noah, born probably 96 years before the flood, and he became the progenitor of the dark race, not of the Negroes, but of the Egyptian, the Ethiopians, the Libyans, the Canaanite, and the Africans. Now, Ham is the father of all the African nations, but not of the Negroes. And if you ever paid close attention and switched, specifically if you're around my age, they used to call us Negroes, colored folk, and Negroes. And I never paid a, understood why we were called Negroes, not Africans, be Negroes. But if you notice that you were sold by Africans into bondage, and some reason, even today, most Africans don't accept those who are in America as African as being African for some odd reason. And even through my research and my writing, I found out that it came to pass that in A.D. 70, uh, when the Romans and others were coming to conquer, that so many of the Israelites fled into Africa where they could mingle with people of that complexion. See, if you understand what I'm about to tell you, when they said that he's not of the Negroes, they said Ham. Now, Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Japheth, uh, Japheth is uh, Japheth. He's the father of the Caucasian or uh, he, he, he deal with uh, the Europeans, really. Well, we say Europeans. Uh, and Ham is the African, and the brown man or the other black man is Shem. So the Negroes would have to be Shemites, Semitic people. And if you study even different Caucasian uh, scholars, they will tell you even if you go uh, follow and other follow uh, Greek and, and you go to other Roman scholars from way back, they will tell you that uh, that the children of Israel of African stock. Now, th- that's all written, but it, it even go further back when, uh, and we're going to even go further back. I'm just, um, the reason I'm saying this, I'm going somewhere with this, uh, with it, uh, to tell us these things. Uh, that I was able to talk with these guys about. But then after they began to talk, I found out that they had a doctrine that was similar to uh, the black Muslims, and I'll explain that to you as we go along. In Deuteronomy 28 and 49, the Lord shall bring a nation against thee from afar, from the ends of the earth, and swift as an eagle, fly a nation whose tongue thou shalt not understand. And it's talking about those coming to, to the continent and taking slaves away, and you didn't understand what they were saying. And the Lord shall bring thee to Egypt. And then and, and it talks about uh, now Egypt just simply means, again, with ships, by way whereof I speak unto thee. 
Thou shalt see no more again. There ye shall be sold to your enemy for bondage, bond men and bond women, and no one will buy thee. Now, we, we, were, we were sold into bondage, and we left by ship. No one ever went to Egypt by ship. We are the only one that, that went anyway in bondage by ships, and that's where they brought the, um, you know, they took so many slaves came to the Americas, and so many came to the islands and to South America and, and, and different places that were taken. We need to understand and we need to uh, really do some research because it, it talks about it. And they also, they uh, had, a, 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 in the middle, they had the true image of Christ. And when they went to Revelation 1 and 14, they say, his head and his hair were white like snow. And his eyes were like flames of fire, and his feet unto fine breath as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice sound like many waters. Daniel 10 and 6 even said about his body how it looked. He said, the body also like burrow, and his face as appearance of lightning, and his eyes as lamps of fire, and his arms and feet in color of polished brass and the voice of his word like the voice of the multitude. Now, if anyone, um, like for myself, in 1978, I had in at Exxon, and I had in as a machinist, if you're cutting and if you put uh, brass on a lathe and you turn the speed up high, it'll burn it, it'll overheat, and it turn a purplish like black. And anyone knows that the texture of a lamb's wool is curly and thick, thick to your head as an African-American person has. So this is the things that we, we need to look upon, all this, this falsery. And it's good that we teach our children. I was telling some of the other ministers because they were saying we shouldn't worry about what color Christ was was during the time he walked the earth. And I told them that we should we should not be worried about it, but we should teach our children because our children suffer with low self-esteem because, and in fact, that they, they've seen in our home, we've had this white guy, and when you have on television, that's on television, they have Moses, and Moses is white, and all the Egyptian white, and all the Israelites are white, and the prophets are white. All that, if you talk about Zechariah, Obadiah, Malachi, Isaiah, Jeremiah, I don't care, I don't care what prophet name you call, all of them, they show all of them white, the patriarchs. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Adam and Eve, white, and knowing that that's not a lie, because that is a lie because even they write that 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 life began in sub-Saharan Africa around Tanzania, which is in the southern parts of Kenya. Well, now, and we're going to touch on that tonight. But 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 nevertheless, when you're talking and and referring to those things that you're talking about, they were saying that uh, only. Black African Israelites were going to heaven, and that's when I, I uh, disagree with them. 
because the Bible says, whosoever will, let him come. The Bible says, and when he was writing that Paul was an apostle to the Gentiles, and that they said, man, woman, born, born, what is this, man, woman, Jew, Gentile, born, woman, slave, or free. Anybody could have said that right. They were like, only God only came for the children of Israel. They weren't very studious because they used scriptures say, I come but for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Yes, Jesus did, but Jesus was teaching them. And if you read your Bible, you'll find out that when Jesus finished his mission on earth, after he finished teaching them and after the children of Israel had been taught, he said, now go ye therefore and teach all nations. What he had done was he put it in the context of that the children, God dealt with the children of Israel, the Hebrews, and he put his word in them. And after he taught them for about 400 years, he said, now go and teach the world. And, and they were trying to put it in. They sprung in the other places to revelation and talking about how about God uh, doing things to um in Revelation, what they were calling out in 13, talking about he, that he leaded into captivity, shall go into captivity, and he shall kill, kill with the sword. And I must be killed with the sword. Here, the patience of faith of the saints. And it talks about that, but they want to say that the only people that's going to survive because they have to be punished what they did us in slavery. And, yes, they... People do have to pay for what they've done, but that does not mean all Caucasians or, or white, as they call themselves today, have to be punished. The Bible says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we was into this thing, whereas uh, uh, we had a dialogue back and forth, and I wasn't going to argue with them. They wanted to tell me that I was wrong, that not anybody could be saved, that only the black uh, Hebrew Israelites. And if anyone uh, remember when Malcolm X got in trouble with the uh, so-called black Muslims, we used to call them black Muslims back then. Now they call themselves Muslims. But back then, and, uh, they say black Muslim. Now, there are Muslims of all color, black, white, it doesn't matter. Uh, and see, what they were doing, they were talking, they had not, in, in essence, they didn't know the historical background of things before they talked. Well, uh, and, well, those who knew when Malcolm X took a pilgrimage to Mecca, when he got there, he saw black, Muslim, white, Asian Muslim from all over the world were Asian. When he got back to America, he told them about it. So by them telling me like only uh, black Hebrew Israelites could be saved, it reminded me of that which I had heard many years ago and knew that it was fake. Now, I, 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 I'm saying that to, to say this, by no means, no matter what we stroke and went through through slavery, we are not to think that we, if we put ourselves as being the only individuals that's going to, to heaven or going to be with the Father, then we're putting ourselves in the same position as those who think that they are superior to us. And they are not superior to us. 
uh, anytime you get a person and take them to a, a land and they don't know, they cannot speak the language, they, they they will seem to be dumb. It's simply not being dumb. It's just you don't understand what folk are saying. Now, I, I, I take from these different things, and I like to speak to different people to find out their theology. Uh, they have a lot of facts that they have that are, that that's true, and I looked them up. I've researched them in the past and been studying them. Even lately, I've been studying. And they have a lot of facts in their brochures that's the truth, but they go way off, off when you say that we're the only one that's going to be saved. Then we turn to supremacy, and um, God doesn't care what color we are. All he want to do, he's looking for our heart. He wants us to love one another, treat one another, love you one another. The Bible love you. Greater love and no man than this, that a man lay his life down for a friend. By this, all men would know you are my disciple if you have love for one another. So the greatest thing that we do is have love for one another. And that's what Jesus really was teaching, not to be separated, but I know the world is separated because uh, even now that there are Caucasians that are separated in the world. Now, I'm going to go a little bit further now, which is I always come through. And I, um, as Pastor William, when we first came on the radio, he told you that we go back to the beginning of, of, of time and the, the origin of man. Now, and I'm going to relate what I read to you, I would not read to you, but what I'm talking to you about, I'm going to relate this to the Bible to you and show you that man didn't come from a monkey, as some people have said, and as some of the ones that wrote this even thought that we may have came from a monkey's or a chimps. But I'm going to relate, and I'm going to show you that the Bible and this what they're talking about, these anthropologists uh, and geneticists and DNA people that study DNA is correct where they say life started. Now, we're going to start at the oldest fossils that were found is called Australopithecus. Australopithecus is a, a black female. They gave her the name Lucy. She was found in 1974 in the southern parts of Ethiopia by Don Johansson and Tom Green, who were looking for rocks in the honor of this fossil, this hermitage uh, known. Uh, they named her Lucy. And when they found her, they dated her back to 3.18 million years ago. Now, this is a black female on the continent of Africa. Her name is Lucy, and they call her Australopithecus. Three million years ago. Now, some people try to correlate the Bible as only being six million, six, excuse me, six thousand years. But they go by Abraham, and before Abraham, they go through Methuselah, and then go back and try to take it back to Adam. But the Bible does not say exactly when Adam was created, and they say one day is like a, a one day could be like a thousand years to, to to man by God. But nevertheless, the Bible, when it starts off, it just says in the beginning. It does not uh, give an official date, uh, say what when the world was created. So now we look at this this black woman. Her name that they found 
fossils of skeletal remain name is they call her Lucy. And the reason they named her Lucy in nineteen seventy four the Beatles from Britain directed out and it was very, very popular at that time, they called her Lucy. And so that's Australopithecus. Now when we go even a little bit further into studying uh uh, about uh, where mankind came from. Whenever you're studying away the origin of life begin or mankind begin, they don't go to Germany, Russia, or, or Canada, or America, anyway. They always go to Africa, and I, I explain to you why they go to Africa. And some folk may not understand it, but when you get into the genetics part of it, uh, the father of genetics is Gregor Mendel. But anyway, we're going to kind of stay into this. Now we're going to go into Zanzantropy, and, and we're going to look up Louis Leakey and his wife, Mary Douglas Leakey, and uh, they found some fossils. And when they found these fossils, they found these fossils, what they call proconsuls, uh, and which they say was an extinct ape, which some believe was an ancestral to the humans. And, and and I disagree, and I'm going to refute that as I go along. Now, she also discovered what they call a robust Zenzantropus. Now, Zenzantropus would date back to over 2 million years ago, and they found the skull in the O.D. Gods in, in, um, in, in, in East Africa. And that's what, what when you look up Zenzantropy, uh, Zenzantropus, uh, that's dealing with East Africa. Uh, several archaeologists and anthropological studies was done by Professor Leakey. The fossils of, of the ancestors of the and human found in what they call the O.D. Gorge. While excavating the O.D. Gorge, they found different tools and artifacts that showed that man was capable of making weapons and everything, weapons and other artifacts back over two million years ago. Now, I did that, and I did a lot of research. And when I did the research, the Bible talks about uh, the Guyon River, that, that the river, one river broke off in the four different, and turned into four different rivers. And they gave the name of the first river as the Guyon River. Now, the Guyon River, it said it encompassed the land of Havila, which is Beldonium, which is Cush, where there's Beldonium and Oxia. Well, Onyx, uh, well, first of all, Havila, which is Cush, is Ethiopia. That's on the African continent. Then they say the second river was the Pashon River. Now, they say the Pashon River encompassed the land of Dejabuti or Somaliland, which is Somalia. Both those rivers are in Africa. And if anyone do any study about Africa, we know that the Nile River branches off into two rivers called the Blue Nile and the White Nile. Now it goes on to tell us, and even we know now this is this is in the second chapter of the book of Genesis where it talks about these rivers. Now we know that this occurred before the great flood of Noah's. I mean, yeah, of Noah's time. And the land masses, most as scholars have said, were journeyed together. And so now 
they go and they say now the next river is the Hidikyo River, and it runs it runs east and west, and the next one is the. Uh, and now we claim that the day we say the Hidikyo River is the Tigris River, but I beg to differ because after studying, the Tigris River run north and south parallel with the Euphrates River. So it can't be that. But now there is a Bantu, a Bata River, a Bantu River, a Bata River, a Bata River, which do comes off the Nile and it runs east and west where it splits in the tree. Now, well, the reason I'm saying that because uh, we look, when you look at these things, it tells you that the Garden of Eden that man was created, and and people know this because the the people that I am using for references are Caucasian, are, are European, but we don't, as African Americans, we don't read it, but I'm not saying any of this to make us feel that we're superior to anyone, but after I finish giving some information, it may give you some insight on why you're being treated the way you are and why you never was allowed to learn to read many years ago and why they are so afraid of you, uh, why they are so afraid of, and why other races are afraid of African-Americans because you are the original man. Now, I want you to listen at this closely what I'm about to tell you. If we begin to trace our DNA, now your DNA, if you say mitochondrial DNA, that means it comes from your mother. If it says nuclear DNA, it comes from your father. Now, I want to understand that after they, they found different things and they found this female and they gave her the name mitochondria Eve. If you trace your DNA back and your mitochondria inheritance or mitochondria within ourselves, all human beings have a a common ancestor, and this woman is known who is out the mother of all the people that living today is mitochondria Eve. Now, she lived between 100 to 200,000 years ago in, in, South of Af- in South Africa, and that's quite clear that she was not the first human or the first lady, but every other female lineage eventually had no female offspring and fell on the failed to pass on mitochondria DNA. And as a result, all humans today can trace their mitochondria DNA back to mitochondria Eve. Within her DNA and that of her peers exists, all the genetic variations we see in the contemporary world today since mitochondria Eve time, since 100 and some years ago, everybody carried this black female DNA. That's how I know it. That's why they gave her the name Mitochondria Eve, because in the Bible, the Bible says, told Eve that she would be the mother of all living. Now, different populations in human health, you know, drifted apart, you know, genetically and, you know, go through mutations and form distinct ethnic groups that we see today. Now, I'm talking about, you know, you have Chinese, Vietnamese, you have Russians, you have German people from India, China. You know, you have people from all different continents, but everybody carries uh, mitochondria Eve DNA. Now, they found uh, someone who almost matched her, 
But now this one, but maybe about a little over uh, 2,000 some years, maybe about 2,300 years ago, but it was 315 years before Christ, they found the skeletal remains of a man that died about 2,300 years ago, and they found him in Africa. And he is the closest relative known yet to the humanity, to the humanity uh, with, uh, with the common ancestor of mitochondria Eve. And they know he was a fisherman by where he lived. And if you ever want to look it up, they found his fossils at St. Helen Bay in South Africa. And he was found by an archaeologist by the name of Andrew Smith of the University of Cape Town. Now, everyone, even all your geneticists, all your anthropologists, your, uh, all those who study, and uh, the, when they study about the origin of man, they know that sub-Saharan Africa have always been called a cradle to uh, humanity. And, and, and our DNA even sequence even prove it. Now, I even went even further with this and as I began to study, I studied uh, in my quest, I had to study genetics. And when you study genetics, you have to deal with Gregoire Mendel. And when you study about Gregoire Mendel, and this will help us to understand why we're different colors and why we look different. Now, it's important that, that, that we understand that man left out of Africa, and if you do some studying, it's called out of Africa. And they left out of Africa somewhere about 70,000 years. And see, 70,000 years after modern humans established themselves in Africa, smaller populations branched out to establish footholds in Asia and then later spread to Europe and then even west to the Americas. Now, when, 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 when I looked into these things, I, I'm, I'm doing the study, and I, I had to find out, well, why we look so different? Why are white folk white and we are, are, are dark-skinned? And why we are the way we are? Why are they different? And as I, I began to be very perplexing after I found out exactly what occurred, when I looked up in, in, in genetics, I haven't went into DNA yet, but I'm going to get into that right after this. There's a guy named Gregoire Mendel. He's the father of genetics. And uh, he wrote about the inherit that we inherited. Our inheritance involved the passing on of discrete units of genes from our parents to the offspring. Now, Mendel had different laws that he wrote. Now this dealing with when uh, the humans that when we the humans when mankind left Africa, yeah, Mendel had three laws. He said the law of independent assortment. When a certain group of people, you know, you assort marbles by color or, or color. Now people uh, went and uh, and went by colors, and I'm going to explain that to you. Then it's about dominance. Certain colors are dominant colors and certain colors are not. And we're going to talk about that. And then it's the law of separation. What Mendel found out 
through genetics, through our genes, through genetics, he found out that dark skin and brown skin, black skin and brown skin and brown eyes came from a dominant gene. He found out that light skin with blue eyes came from a recessive. If you look up the definition of dominant, it means to be superior. Recessive means a lower form. So what he was saying was now, and I want you to pay close attention to what I'm about to say. You could take two individuals from the Sudan, which is the biggest people in the world come from the southern Sudan. Now, if you take them, you could two of them could come together and make a child, and that child could come out of albino. See, you could get get the recessive from the dominant, but you cannot get the dominant from the recessive. Two white individuals cannot have a black child. Only if you have another black with it that the child could come out black. But you could get the dominant, you could get the recessive from the dominant, but you can't get the dominant from the recessive. Blacks have dominant genes because they are, the original color was uh, black. Now, they have a thing that they call hidden DNA discoveries, only found in black people and, and, and black Africans in Africa. And, you know, and it talks about the world strands, the American, and it talks about the world DNA strands. And that and it came by, if you want to look it up, it's called the American Association of Investment of the Science, a DNA series genome. And it's by Dr. Edward Robinson. Dr. Edward Robinson had did some research. And when Dr. Edward Robinson did his research, he came up with something and, and I'm gonna go a little bit further, but I need to uh, put a period right there because I need to finish one part of it. Okay, we're talking about how white people came about. I just told you you could get the dominant from the recessive. You could get the recessive from the dominant, but you cannot get the dominant from the recessive. Really, white folk are only no more than a mutation. And what are you saying they're a mutation? Uh, just like the virus that, that we had, we had COVID-19. Then you came up with a Delta variant that it mutated into a Delta variant. Well, if you look up the word mutation and you use it in the context of of anthropology and dealing with the human being, it'll say a mutation is a change or structure of a gene resulting in a variant form that may be transmitted to sequence sequence generation, meaning passed down from one generation to another, caused by alteration of a single baby unit of DNA or deletion or insertion or rearrangement of a large section of gene. Now, if you ever pay attention, whites don't have melanin. So there is a depletion of melanin that came from blacks. Now, if you study Africa, all Africans are not dark-skinned. You have them brown, light brown, dark brown, super dark black, and all of them don't have a wide nose. If you go on the east coast of Africa, most of them have printed nose. But we uh, are stereotypes ourselves. We come from the darkest of dark to the lightest of light. We make up a very, you could find a very diverse people in Africa. 
But now, right here, it tells us when you study about the mutations and genetics, you find out that all you have to do is have a dependent gene where you leave one area and move to another and your diet change. The sunlight is not hot anymore. If you take a person right now, a dark person, but they won't turn white because the melanin is still in their skin, and keep that person inside and don't go outside where the sun is shining on them, they will turn uh, lighter skin. Now, mutation is all, and then when you look up the definition of a mutation, it's going to tell you the story. It says a mutation is ultimately the only way in which a new variant entered into a species. In other words, the only way people was able to turn white was by a depletion of gene, a mutation. And then they used the word variant uh, with dealing with the virus and uh, even dealing with uh, uh, mutations of humans. Now, variant, now if you look up the definition of variant, it, it says it's a form of a version of something that's different in some respect from the other form of the same thing. That's the same thing. We are the same human being, but it's a variant, white or variant, because everything started in sub-Saharan Africa, where the people were dark, and the hair is different, and you find out that they have hair like horses, but there are some blacks that have that hair like that that was already in Africa. But I, I would prefer to have hair like lamb wool because you will find out that most white kids are, 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 are European children have problems with head lights, and blacks do not because of the hair texture of the hair. And it, it's something about the shape of the hair follicles in the hair that the, the majority of it would always be found with uh, Caucasian children. Now, in a variant, a variant is a form of version of something that differs in some respect from the other form of the same thing or from a standard. The standard was was that people came from African Americans, were Africans. But then after they went through a depletion of genes and they went through a mutation, the people came, changed, and turned to be what we call today as white, and uh, I want you to, to uh, that term white, where that comes from, that should not be too much with us, that term white, because that was only came in, that was 1681, when they was trying to separate themselves from being indentured servants, so they called themselves white, but they could be treated a different way from that of black. Now, I want to look at it. I was talking about genetics, and I told you about Greg Mendel, uh, what he was talking about, and, and how Mendel said that dark skin and brown skin was dominant, brown eyes were dominant, and uh, light skin and blue eyes were uh, come from a recessive gene, meaning that it came off of something. It's, it's a mutation. That's why you only have about 850 million whites in the world today. Out of 7.5 to 7.9 billion, the white population is smaller than any other population, and the majority of them don't have blue eyes because it's a mutation. It is a, a weak or variant form of something, and they know it, but you don't know it. Now, I want you to understand that if you study 
uh, uh, DNA. DNA comes in sequence. We all have about the same different um, uh, sequences, and that's the little strand show with the different line, the two lines that snake line with the different little lines off it. That, that's your sequence. But then it's called series. Now, when they do DNA series, it tells about your intelligent level. So it was 15, and I gave you the gave you the name of uh, the professor to look up, and then he would tell you, and he wrote about it. He wrote about this sequence thing and the series, and uh, his name is Edward Robinson, and it was 15 scientists, white scientists. They came together, and what they did was they did uh, uh, a, a series, and uh, they wanted to find out uh, animal series, the smallest animal, then then a human being series, and I, I, they didn't they didn't publish it, but they what they did was they copyrighted it because it did not come out the way that they wanted it to come out. Now, if you look it up, you're going to find out uh, that the wife had a, a different DNA series from us genetically. Now, the thing that they did with the series, it measures intelligence, whether greater or the, who had the greater possibility of being a genius. And it's called a global parent, it's called a global patterns of disequilibrium. Okay, that's what they call it. It's the 15 scientists that wrote it, and that's the name. So what they did, they started sequencing animals that they thought was close to humans. And first they went to a orangutan. Remember this, the higher your, 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 your series is, not sequence, series is, the more intelligent you are. So when they tested a orangutan, the orangutan had three series. So they went and they tested uh, a gorilla, big silverback gorilla, and he had four series. They test the chimpanzee who they said that that is our cousin or that's who the cousin where human beings came off of, and he was even smarter. That chimpanzee had five series. So they tested white folk and Asian and Chinese, Japanese, all over the world. They went and tested them, and they were above the chimpanzee. They had six series. But then later on, they decided that they were going to test the people in West Africa, where most of our people, our people of the slaves came from. And they, but some thought that the reason they didn't publish it is because they thought that it was going to show that we were almost like monkeys, because that's what the lie that was always put out. But when they came back with the series, the Africans had nine series, three above whites, Chinese, Japanese, and anyone else. And it means that you are more intelligent and that you have a greater possibility of being a genius. And I thought about things, and it's called a global pattern of disequilibrium. Uh, I thought about these things, and I thought about everything that blacks get in, they end up being better than other races. I mean, you first, you, you know, some people say, well, you just call it sports, basketball, you know, and stuff like that. 
you know, with LeBron James and many other basketball players, you talk about football, you know, we're better in football, you know, basketball, baseball, track, you know, you name the sport, we come, even Tiger Woods and, 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 and golf and tennis, Serena and Gene and Serena Williams, how they took over golf. But then it's not just that uh, the first pyramid was made, was built, was a step pyramid by a hotel. They still don't understand it today. Now, there are some uh, black females, the fiber optic that your computers and all the stuff running off today, and you could see all the things that we're going using it today for. The fiber optic, they, that was invented by a black lady. The GPS that we use, the global track, you know, global positioning system that we use to take us from one home to another, one state to another, one country to another. That was a black female who invented that. And uh, the cell phone was a big male, typewriter, gas mask, safety glasses, elevator, clothes dryer, air conditioning unit, almanac. Blood plasma bags, lawnmowers, lubricating cup, refrigerator, spark, stethoscope, thermostat, traffic light, typewriter, electric light bulb, and, and that's many others. And then when I found out, I thought about these things, it, it made me want to go even further because I don't have time just to run over. But I thought about things and I, I, I realized that he who writes the narrative, who writes the story, people be the color that they want them to be, make them dumb or smart. And since that Europeans write, wrote the story, they make blacks to be dumb. And we believe it and we go by what they've written in the program. In the, in the program that and all these things, we knew we did it and they know we did it and they have it written, but they don't put it where the kids have to study it from first through 12th grade. That's what brings on a, a kid's learning. So they're brainwashed. Our children are brainwashed. The African-American children are brainwashed from first through 12th grade that there are nothing because it's nothing in there but something about you as a slave. That's it. And then if they do have something, it's going to be for one month you're going to have uh, 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 African-American history. And then when you have that, you you only talking about what what you did in America, not what you did in Africa, and that's that's the whole thing. Is that it, it goes so far back because M, M Hotel built a step pyramid, mathematics, uh, science, and all these other things, astrology. They were the first to do it, and they were African. But and like I said earlier, when I first came on earlier. If you look up Zondervan Bible Dictionary, I know when I told you when you look up Moses and all these and Ben Hurd and stuff right around Easter, they show you some white people in Egypt because Egypt uh, civilization was so advanced than any place in the world. They don't want you to know that they were black. They were African. And so what they do is they make everything, Hollywood make everything white. They were the first people to be able to build skyscrapers 
they are, they was able to look uh, up and see the stars and the planets and astrology and all these things. They were the first engineers and scientists and mathematicians. So they would make before they do anything, they're showing them as being a whole color in which they are not. And it's time that we 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 start learning more about ourselves. Now I'm going to tell you something else about this. When you start looking about different things, this lady Sarah Tish, the University of Pennsylvania, in a part one African genomic evolution, she talks about the female mitochondria DNA for a single unit. And again, if you want the test, okay, you know, you go to Ancestry.com. Usually they're going to use your mother and trace your DNA by your mother, your mitochondria. Now, if father, they're going to have uh, your nuclear DNA. But when you're you and your father, you can find mostly both your mother, male and female, because your father have X and Y chromosomes, and a female only have X chromosomes. Okay, now, different sources of DNA are in a human cell. Now, when you're looking at a human cell, you're going to see a nucleus. You're going to see your chromosome, your mitochondria, and your cytoplasm. All of this comes with, and, 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 you know, and, and your nucleus, DNA. All of this comes from within how they do with your uh, DNA. And uh, some of the things I don't have time to really uh, break it down to you, but it's so much that going on today that we need to learn because like Africa, even the Bible says it, and I gave you, if you want to take your time, look up the Guyon and the Pishon River, and then you'll see what I'm talking about. And then if you want to look up, look up, uh, Mendel, look up how many whites are in the world today, and you'll find out why they are so uh, uh, violent people and why they want to uh, try to annihilate other races of people is because uh, they know that they don't make up uh, uh, but a very, very small population of the world. And people are not after to kill them. They're uh, everywhere they go. They try to annihilate other people, as what they did with the Native American people. You know, I oftentimes I hear people saying about people are savages and uh, about we riot and we kill while we know we riot and burn and do things. But we don't care. We didn't. If you want to, wait up. They say, well, we don't know where all the come from the African-American well you, you, we get it from whites you hung us, you lynched us you burned us you raped our grandparents and made mulatto children you, you sold the children from under them and then you killed off uh, almost a whole race of Native Americans you worked our people from sun up to sundown to build this country off of fear and beating them to death. So who's violent and, and, and where the violent comes from? The violent comes from 
those people that run the country, you've been in every country and tried to take over the country and tell them how to run their country. But as a race of people, we've seen so much violence that's been perpetrated against us. And we need to understand this. Now, there's a elderly lady. Her name is, is, is Jane Elliott. And she, 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 you can find her on television a lot. And she's an activist. She's an anti-race activist. And her name is Jane Elliott. And, and she made a statement on television. She says that we wouldn't have to have a black matter if we didn't have 300 years of black life that don't matter. Dr. Keychain explains that white people are no more than a mulatto of African people. And this lady, uh, that the, the active, the, the white lady named Jane Elliott, she said that she said her words was that she was no more than a, a British form of a black person because she understood that, that she's, she, she, she went through no more than, than a mutation, and that's why she is the color she is. But people hate you for being the color that you are. Now again, I I I've I, I, I made some statements, but uh, earlier I was talking about uh, the Hebrew Israelites. Or if you want to find out and just not consult blacks or whites concerning uh, what color was the original uh, Israelites or who they want to say Jew or Israelites or Hebrews, well. The president, of the, which they said he was the, the second president of the United Arab Republic of Egypt, well, the president of Egypt, he was before Anwar Sadat. His name was Dama Adamasara. She did a speech on worldwide television in 1952. Now, this is four years after America, because America plays those people that the whites, that's, these white folk that's in the Holy Land now that say that they are God's chosen people, say they are Jews, are the Hebrews, that they placed, their, uh, they placed them there in 1948. It was America, France, I think, uh, Russia, and Britain placed them there to give them a homeland because the people did not want them and and wandering around Europe, and Hitler had killed them for being wandered around around uh, Europe. Now, this is what he said. This is what his name, Gamma Abdel Nasser, D A M M A L Gamma Abdel A B D E L Nasser, N A S S E R Gamma. His speech in 1952, and you could Google it and look it up. He said, now, in his speech, he said, the Europeans claiming to be Jews are no more than Hebrew-speaking Gentiles. We refuse to accept you. How can a man leave black and come back white? And he said they would not accept them there because uh, the Hebrews left black, and now you have white folk over there. This come from their neighbor, the people who knew who they really are. If you would do your study, if you remember Joseph, 
who his brother sold him in the bondage biblically says that Joseph uh, brother sold him to the Midianites, which was the Ethiopian, and they sold him <clears throat> to the Egyptians. Now, and he worked in the house. Joseph become governor by interpreting dreams. The thing is, Joseph brothers came to buy food when the famine came. Joseph brothers, and knowing that the Egyptians were black, now, if you know the Egyptians are black, and Joseph were an Egyptian. Now, Moses, when he left Egypt after killing an Egyptian, he fled to Ethiopia, and the Ethiopians are black. His wife Zipporah told her father, Rule, we found the Egyptians. Joseph married a center of black woman. Now, if you go all the way back, Judah married Tamar, uh, who had twins, Zerah and Perez. Perez had Hezaram, Hezaram had Solomon, Solomon, and Rahab married Rahab. They had a son named, named, named Boaz, Boaz had Obed, Obed had Jesse, and Jesse had King David. All these things are, are, are in your Bible, but but it, it, you have to put it together. People were a certain color at, at the time, and then when we look at the things, and uh, don't you, they won't tell their children if they come and tell their children and explain it to their children. Their children will say, "Well, the Bible written about black folk," so to keep their children and. And the saving grace of God, they lie and say that the Bible is about white folks. Now, if you want to study your Bible and be studious, all you have to do is go to your Bible, and around the 10th or 11th chapter book of Genesis, you'll find out that at the Tower of Babel, Japheth left out and went into Europe, not to come back until about 289 years, I think it is, before well, no, about 400 years, because the 400 years of silence before Jesus' birth, then came the Romans later. But they didn't come really come back in the Bible until a later date. You know, but before that, the, the, the children of Israel was into it with with, with uh, Persians. They were into it with, with uh, Nebuchadnezzar, which was the Babylonian, with the Egyptians. They were into it with these different people, Ethiopian. They were at war dealing with different ones. Now, now, but that tells you that they left out the Bible. And over 2,000-something years had passed. Maybe, well, more than 2,000. Well, it's, it's, it's 1,400 years from uh, Moses to Jesus. And it's five, so uh, it's about 2,000 years from uh, Moses now when they went into bondage. But from Abraham, it's over 2,000-something years. It's maybe 2,500 years or more before that they went in there, before, I mean, to Jesus. So they left out early out the Bible. They left out right after the Tower of Babylon, not to come back in. So the Bible is not written. They came and wrote themselves into the Bible. Now, it's 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 incumbent upon us to understand this and 
we were taught so many years. I've had so many people come with the lie that black people are cursed. Black people uh, didn't do anything and uh, things, but there's no way in your entire Bible that black people are cursed. But there's a place I've always told you guys on the show that there's a place that a person will curse to be white. And that's in Second Kings, the fifth chapter, and verse 27. And it's called uh, Nam. It's called the leprosy, the curse of Naaman. Now, we, we it talks about Naaman and what it says, that Naaman leprosy will cling to you and to your, it was talking about Jehoshaphat because Naaman was a leper. But his slave lady told him to go to the prophet Elijah, and he would heal him. And when he told him, he said, well, I want you to go dip seven times in the Jordan River. And when he went and he did, but he offered him when he was here garments with clothing, and he offered him silver and other things for the healing. But the prophet told him he didn't want anything. The prophet said, no, well, no, I don't want anything. And so his his servant was Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat heard Elijah turning those things down. So when Naaman left on his chariot, he ran behind him and lied to Naaman that the prophet told him that he wanted him to give him the garment and the silver. Well, when he took the garment and the silver, God allowed Elijah to know it, and God struck Jehovah with leprosy. And the scripture said, uh, 2 Kings 5 and 7 said, Naaman leprosy will cling to you and to your descendants. Uh, Jehovah went away from this. They, they say it will cling to forever. It will cling. And they say he went away from from uh, the Elisha present, and his skin was leper white. And he became white as snow. And it said that that curse would follow his descendants forever, being white as snow. So now there is a place in the Bible where someone was cursed to be white. Now, I'm going to address one more thing, and we're going to open the lines now, is that they've always said Columbus came to America, and Columbus did this, and Columbus did that. Well, before whites, Egyptians were traveling seafaring people. They had people in South America before Columbus in Venezuela, yes. You can look up and find that some of the earliest fossils that they found were aboriginal. The aboriginal people were as African, but they were in Australia. They had them in the Pacific Ocean. They got blacks that live in the Pacific Ocean. So they were seafaring people. But now even in America, in the Americas, even some of the Native Americans that were here were were, 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 were black or brown people. And that's why they said that the Native American was like a copper penny when they found them. That's how they could differentiate them from white folk. Even to this day, if you see them, they, they're like us. They've been uh, interbreeded. And so some, most of your, your Indians, are not Indian, but Native Americans, look like they're white folk. Well, if they looked that way during uh, the 18 and 1700s, they could easily hide out. They didn't have to run from them because 
They did look almost the same, and but nevertheless, that wasn't the truth. But now, if you look up this OL-MEC Omic people, and if you look up at the Omic people, they were in the America, Mesoamerica, before way be thousand years before Columbus. Now there are uh, they have what you call uh, basalt boulders, and some of them nine feet, some of them the fourteen feet tall. And it's of a head, and the head is that of a black man with the wide nose and the big lips and things. And they found them in America, and some of them were was was nine hundred years old. Some of them were for twelve hundred BCE. And if it say twelve hundred BCE, that would be for King David. That's uh, twelve hundred years before Christ's advent. That's what BCE means. And they say that it's 17 of these colossal heads have been discovered to this day. Ten, ten of them are in San Lorenz in Mexico and four of them in La Venta. And they even have different things in the St. Uh, Andrews Mountains in uh, South America. But you have to look up things. It's called the Omic people and things. And so you have to understand even when I was writing my thesis, I found out that the uh, people by the World Model Nation said that it wasn't for, for the Sumerians to be said that they were uh, Ethiopian people. So a lot of these things that, that what we've been looking at, and I've talked to us even about uh, the Civil War, but we're going to get to that. But I mainly want to talk about creation because most of us don't understand about genetics and anthropology that you are the real people. You are, they are mutation and the real, they despise you so much because they know you are the real deal. And they know that they are make up less population than other people. But even I'm saying these things to us uh, by radio tonight, uh, I want you to understand that it's not for us to think that we're superior or, think uh, more that we're more than other people or more than Caucasians. We're not. God is no respecter of a person. He said that. And for them to live that way, and I've often echoed my sentiments on radio that I don't believe America is a Christian nation because everything that God stands for is the object from what America stands for. He said, love you, love you, love you one another if I've loved you. Love your neighbor, but you got 74 million people in America could vote for a demagogue, a racist, a misogynist. They could vote for him. So evidently, and until over 40,000 lies in two years, I mean four years, still telling them, and they could support him, and anything he do, they bag him and say he's not wrong. I don't know what to make of it, but I know it's not good. So I, I just want to say uh, God bless each and every one. I appreciate those who tuned in tonight, and God bless you, and uh, continue tuning in, and I will continue to do my homework and my study, and uh, we're going to get to know more about ourselves. And for those of Caucasians who are listening, it's not about uh, African Americans thinking that we're more than anyone, but We've been left out of everything. We've been lied on that we're below other people and genetically find out that you may we may be superior with 
with, 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 with intellect. We just have a different culture than everyone else. We've been trying to live off of a European culture. We've been trying to see our what we call beauty. If you have straight hair like a white person, then that's good hair. If your lips are big, then you're a big lip person. But now white folk want big lips. So the black true men had that big back size and not it now everybody else injecting themselves and, and whites go under you go under a tanning boot to try to get a color to you that we are born with. So I'm not trying to belittle anyone, but I'm trying to make, and I'm tr- not make, but I'm trying to get us to understand that we don't have to go by another person's culture or definition of beauty. I, I think that the black females are some of the most beautiful females in the world. We come in all colors, you know, shapes and sizes, and we're just some beautiful people, and God have truly just blessed us. And, and I, I thank the world of my, my people, but I also love everyone. And I've always said this before I sign up. I love everybody, black, white, rich, or poor. Amen. Well, I thank God for those who tuned in tonight. And I just would like to say, as I always say, the only dumb question is one not asked, and that's how we learn, by asking asking questions. And I pray it was something said, something done that gave us more knowledge of of uh, anthropology about the study of the origin of man and about biblical different things of Bible and the different lies that's being put out uh, by um, different individuals that are starting new groups and why different things had not been written and questions asked about us even to this very day and that we are a very intelligent race of people. I would like to say this. Once we stop bringing things to fruition, calling ourselves the H-O word, the B-I-T-C-H's, and I'm a G, I'm a gangster, and stop perpetrating those things, those are derogatory things and that does not uplift us. We have our female, I'm a bad B-I-T-C-H, you, you know, and stuff like that, and they call itself H-O's and let the young men call them the B word and the H words and, and, and our total disrespect, we need to learn to respect our young ladies, our, cause we are mothers and sisters. We need to respect one another. We really, really need to, we need to quit killing one another. You're not a gangster. You need to try to get your trade. Everybody's not going to be a rapper. We need to get trades. We need to try, try to learn to love one another. Martin Luther King brought us too far and others fought and died for us to come this far for us to be on the street killing one another. You're too smart a person. If you could sell dope, you could start your small business and make money other than selling drugs. There's a lot of things that it takes a business mind to, to raise all kind of money selling drugs. Why don't you put that into a structure or something where no one could ever take your money away from you? And uh, I just, I just, again, I love everybody, black, white, rich, or poor. And, 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 and I'm not saying this. I'm saying this to my people because I want to elevate you and tell you the truth because for so many, so long, racist individuals have hid things from you. 
So what they wrote about them, and you could read it just as I look it up, they got what they call critical history, a critical race theory. They don't want to teach it in school because it's true. They don't want to teach that they sodomized black men. They don't want to teach that they raped our great-grandparents. They don't want to teach how bad they beat us and how they lynched us. And they don't want to teach you that 60% of the export, where your money come from, what you sell to other countries, came from slave labor. So that's what built America, slave labor on your blood, sweat, and tears, and never got paid for it. They don't want it really taught to the children. They say their children will feel bad about themselves. How do you think for over 400 years our children have felt about ourselves? How do you bad you think we feel when we think that beauty is looking at someone white? feel when you see all of our poor athletes run the white girls instead of being with the beautiful black young ladies? How does that make you feel when you think about that if you don't look like you Caucasian that you, and then people think less of you that you, you're not good looking or your hair is bad hair and they have animal hair and your hair is not animal hair texture. So it's time that we uplift and edify one another because we're all of God's creation and God didn't make any jokes. I love everybody, and there's nothing you could do about it. Amen, amen. God bless you, Pastor. Uh, what a powerful show tonight. Uh, uh, Dr. Kemp, you always bring a, a good lesson to us, and we thank you for coming on and doing that again tonight, sir. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. This we open uh, any uh, questions that uh, anyone would like to share something with us, or just ask a question. The lines are open. Yes, sir. Uh, I have a, a quick question. Go ahead. Yes, sir. The question is, uh, you know, when you're just thinking about the slave trade, in the background of it, um, as an African African American, should that be viewed always with a confrontational mindset? You know, by the black people or the uh, African American, is is that just normal, um, or should it be viewed like that for motivation? As like a confrontational mindset when you think about the slave trade and the and all the things that happened prior and the background of it. And sometimes they make you kind of want to, you know, confrontational, you know, your mindset kind of shift a little, you know, is that just normal or how do we deal with that? Amen. Um, my, 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 my opinion of it is, is not confrontational. Uh, a lot of times when we, ask for reparation or we bring it up, it seemed to be confrontational to Caucasians because they don't want to talk about it. They're the ones that have mistreated and still mistreat African-Americans, those who are descendants of uh, the the transatlantic slave trade. So there's nothing wrong with saying that someone owes you something, 
and that uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and and telling them about the mistreatment because the lives have been perpetrated too long. The lives have like I uh, right before I came to an end. I, I talked about the critical race, you know, theory. Uh, they don't want it taught because they don't want their kids to know that uh, people came from Europe and they came in ships. Uh, Native Americans tried to show them, fed them because they didn't know how to live, but they turned right mm-hmm. around and killed almost 90 million people. Like, mm-hmm. yes, a genocide. That's how evil. That's evil. After doing that, they uh, went because they say that well, African Americans are lazy, but they went over to get people to build this country to Africa. And as I said earlier, 60% of the income that came in America, that, that it come from your export. People buy things from you, goods from you, that's called export, and you ship them away. That built up most America income came from slave labor. If they was to pay us for over around almost 400 years of, uh, of free labor, it would be about $19 trillion, almost what America uh, utilized in a whole year. They would owe it to those whose parents or grandparents or ancestors were slaves. No payback, no, no nothing, and there's still... Uh, different things. Okay, uh, if you didn't know, the 13th Amendment was, was written, Emancipation Proclamation was written January 1st, 1865, but it was, but it, it, it was amended uh, in, in uh, that same year in December of 1865, 12 months later, but Emancipation Proclamation freedom, but then they did turn around and didn't really free them with the 13th Amendment. That's when that was written. And they came and said that if a person is arrested and charged with a crime, he could be back, put back in this. He could be put in servitude. That means slavery. Well, they have a law what they what 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 they call uh, vagrancy, a vagrant law. And a vagrant means if you don't have uh, a job. And almost like you have homeless today and you don't have a job, they could lock you up. Well, if a slave was free and left the plantation when he or, he or she left, they didn't have a job. So they were already just arrested and put back on the plantation. And then they were afraid to leave the plantation because you had your clans and your night riders. So if you tried to leave, you were killed. So it was so many things, and then after that came Jim Raw, uh, you know, uh, Jim Crow, and even during that time, after President uh, Abraham Lincoln was killed, uh, President Johnson came in. The guy that after him came after was President Johnson. He removed the Northern troops from the South, and then they allowed the Klan's to, to, uh, to come back over, and it was almost slavery, almost over again. So. Uh, then uh, I know we, as African-Americans, we deal with Juneteenth, June 14th. Uh, slavery had been over with about two years when the people in Texas, slaves in Texas, found out that they were free. But the, the slaves had already been free since uh, 1865, but didn't know that they found out June uh, 14th, uh, uh, 1867, and that's how we do Juneteenth. 
But in reality, the Emancipation Proclamation Proclamation had freed the other ones, but the the ones in Texas had not heard about it. So those are things. And and, and for this being, uh, we shouldn't be angry, but we should speak out. We should speak out and let people know that we deserve more than what we get, that we're equal to any person. Matter of fact, if you go by uh, their own side, their own scientists, you may be uh, more intelligent. It may be the most intelligent race on the planet. But we are trying to live by their standards, and they make what's good and what's bad. I hope I answered most of your questions, but... No, you're, you're never to be uh, be about it. Uh, I'm going to say this to you since you said that. John Lewis, they're trying to pass the uh, John Lewis voting right act. John Lewis made a statement after George Floyd was uh, murdered by the police. And I hadn't heard it put in that, 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 that way before. He was, he, he was referring to himself as being a... Uh, Martin Luther King, uh, freedom fighter, like in other words, non nonviolent and you know and things like that, uh, protest, nonviolent protest. But there was action him pertaining to those who rioted and burned and looted after George Floyd was killed. <laughs> and oftentimes, Caucasians make a mockery of the fact of those people who loot and burn and do right. But they don't ever try to solve the problem. They're always that the problem is not with the people riding. John Lewis said he was telling us, now listen at this closely, he said said that he didn't believe in violence, he didn't believe in riding, looting or burning. But he didn't stop that he used but a conjunction. But if there were no racial injustice, if there were no killing, there would never be rioting or looting. And I had to uh, imagine to myself and think back over my lifetime, there has never been rioting and looting unless a black person had been killed or, or rights that blacks are fighting for the rights which everybody else has. So if you all you have to do, why is it so hard for somebody just to say, it don't take a hundred and a hundred and fifty six years to say you're gonna treat me fair. Okay? They tell us sometimes, wait. Uh uh it takes time. Well I think that hundred and fifty six years is a long time for you just to say that I'm human like you and to treat me fair. I think that's a heck of a long time. And for for, for, for you to keep putting everything off instead of saying, yes, you could get the same job that I can get, and that's not true. We we don't get they They have their little token thing that they, that, that they do, so I have to hire so many blacks and things. And if you don't have that, then you won't make it. I, I think I was a token myself to, to get the job that I had. Thank you. I hope I, 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 it was sufficient enough what I, uh, what I was talking about. Thank you. Y'all, does anyone else have a question or you have something for you like that? Yes, sir. Thank you. That helped a lot. I know some people it seems extremely difficult, if not impossible, when they talk about things like that. But I thank you for just letting me know we do have to speak up, but we don't have to be confrontational with that mindset. 
And that's that's just beautiful. Thank you so much. Yes, it's like someone standing on your feet. And you never open your mouth and telling them what they're doing is hurting you. They'll Mm -hmm. never know, and they'll continue to do it. But after you tell them it's time for you to get off my feet, they'll know they have to get off your feet. And if we don't say anything, things will never change. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much. Do we have anyone else that needs to uh, like to ask a question? We're here again. The only dumb question is one not asked. All right, Pastor. They're there. I guess they don't have anything to ask or say. We just thank them for being there, though. Yes, sir. Well, I would like to take this time to thank each and every one who tuned in tonight. And I pray that the things that were said were a blessing and made you more aware of, uh, of um, if it's zanthropy, osteoporosis, uh, uh, whatever, whatever part. If if it was dealing with genetics, if it was dealing with DNA, if it was dealing biblical, the biblical uh, origin of the Garden of Eden being in the area in which they say that uh, that life began, that that that's the and that's uh, what I would like to say. You know, when we look at those things, what especially about uh, osteoporosis, you know, uh, excuse me, osteolipificus, do um, you look at that way? That was found that that was right around the place where Lucy was found, where Lucy was found there. And that's why they say about the, where the river's going around uh, Ethiopia. So it, it's so much that uh, answered through science and other things that come into uh, fruition. So um, it's truly a blessing. So let us just continue to serve God and to love everybody. But if if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Just love everybody, treat everybody, but learn as much as you can about yourself because people are not going to teach you the truth about yourself. God bless each and every one. And, again, uh, it's a pleasure for me to come on and just to speak to you guys. God bless. Amen. God bless you, Dr. Kim. We thank you for being here. Uh, Don't forget to join him every Tuesday evening right here on YAT Radio, uh, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. I just want to let you know, don't forget to join our ladies tomorrow night, 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time with the P31 Ladies Night. They'll be right here on YAT Radio. Feel free to join in with the conversation or listen live on our live stream at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Y-A-T radio. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, Pastor Kemp, you can close us out, sir. Yes, amen. God bless each and every one. Let us pray. Father in heaven, it's once again just a few of your servants are gathered in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you, Lord, for everything that's been said and everything that has been done. Now, Lord God Almighty, we we just want to say thank you, Lord God, for knowing who we are and most of all, who we are. Lord, we know that we are saved by your grace and your mercy.
And, Lord, we know that we've been mistreated. And, Lord, we know that we haven't been taught the right things in school. And we know that so many things that stand against us, Lord. But, Lord, we know, Lord, that you are the one that's going to punish people for mistreating us. And, Lord, we don't have to be violent, and we're not going to preach violence. But, Lord, we need to stand up and let people know we know what you're doing, and we know who we are. We know that that we're God's people, and we know, Lord, that you're going to bless us, that we just continue to fight the good fight of faith and stand up for our belief that we are your children. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Lord, we ask that you bless those who families have COVID and other different uh, disease, Lord, in, in the hospital. I pray for my friend, Pastor Whitener, tonight as he as he's going through a lot right now. And I pray for this ministry, Lord, because here it is as we pray right now, we have a great man, Pastor William, who have so many different ministries that he's that he's doing, Lord. Now, Lord, bless him and strengthen him, continue to give him wisdom and knowledge from on high that he could go forth with his leadership and his abilities to teach every man, woman, boy, and girl that the wages of sin is death and the gift of God's eternal life. We thank you, Lord God. And, Lord God, we ask a special blessing on each and every one who tuned in uh, for tonight, Lord. Those who tuned in, bless them, Lord, and just stand by them, Lord, and Give them, each and every one, what they stand in need of. Oh, we thank you. We praise you. And we can't do it without you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 God bless everybody. We'll see you tomorrow night. Don't forget, 7.30 p.m. Have a blessed night. We love you. Nothing you can do about it. Good night.
thank you for taking a listen this evening. You've been listening to History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kemp right here on Breaking Chains on YAT Radio. Heard every Tuesday right here at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. YAT Radio logs on to leave a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence, teaching you about who you are and whose you are. It's History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kemp every Tuesday on YAT Radio where we are breaking chains. Being sponsored by the United Theological Seminary and Bible College in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, where Dr. LaVert Kemp is the dean. God bless you, and good night from the Young Adult Talk family and Breaking Chain. Thanks for turning us on this evening. Just know we are here to assist you in recovering your light from back from the darkness. Speak the truth with Young Adults Talk Live, a ministry for the people of God. So let's join together and recover what's ours. God bless you from the Young Adults Talk family.